0: All you need to know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Brought to you by LIC. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 2nd of February. Yesterday, as you know, was Budget Day for India, where Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman rolled out her government's plan for the new financial year. Perhaps the absence of any negative surprises on the tax front bolstered sentiment because equity markets surged to the biggest budget day gains since 1997. Among the key highlights, the government aims to spend and spend big in the new financial year. Overall government spending is pegged at 34.83 lakh crore of which capital expenditure is expected to come in at 5.54 lakh crore. The thrust of spending is going to be on infrastructure. The government has extended its 111 lakh crore national infrastructure pipeline to cover more projects by 2025 in an effort to shore up the economic growth as India recovers from the pandemic-induced recession. India will also more than double its spending on healthcare in the new financial year in a bid to increase capacity and preparedness to deal with an event like the pandemic of 2020. Sitaraman said the government would spend 2.23 lakh crore on health and well-being in the new financial year. The spending will include a new centrally sponsored scheme, the PM Atmanirbhar Swasth Bharat Yojana, to strengthen the health infrastructure of the country. Now, obviously, not all of this increased spending is going to be done out of pocket by the government. It will have to borrow more. In fact, the finance minister pegged market borrowing in the new financial year at 12 lakh crore. The government will also look to raise as much as 1.75 lakh crore through disinvestments. As a result, fiscal deficit, which settled at 9.5% of GDP in the current financial year, has been pegged at 6.8% in the next financial year. That's the highest target since 1994. All of this stems from the COVID-19 crisis, and that has forced the government to undertake another reset to the medium-term fiscal roadmap. In her budget speech, the finance minister said that the Modi government plans to continue with its path of fiscal consolidation and intends to reach a fiscal deficit level below 4.5% of GDP by the financial year 2025-26, with a fairly steady decline over the period. The Finance Commission, however, suggested a 4% target by 2026, according to budget documents. There were no changes to the income tax rates and no COVID cess as some people had forecast and others had feared. There were some limits placed on exemptions that can be claimed for investments made in the Employee Provident Fund and also into unit-linked insurance products because both of these were apparently being misused. There was also some relief given to senior citizens above 75 with regard to the filing of their taxes. They won't have to file returns in the new financial year if they only receive interest income. Now, this, of course, was only an overview of everything that was discussed in the budget. For all the fine print and the reactions to budget 2021, do look up the website BloombergQuint.com. One piece of international news you'll want to keep an eye on President Joe Biden said the U.S. could reinstate sanctions on Myanmar if the country's military doesn't immediately relinquish the power that they have seized and release activists and officials. The military takeover could prove to be an early test case of the Biden administration's vow to defend democracy wherever it is under attack, as the president's statement said. If carried out, the policy would represent an abrupt shift from the Trump administration which often muted traditional criticism of authoritarian governments. In international markets, US equities ended strong overnight and the three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region have also started in the green. But will that optimism lead to further gains in India's markets after yesterday's stellar rise? We'll know soon enough. Hormuz Fatakia is here with the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Hormuz. How are we
1: looking today? Good morning to you Alex and to those tuning in. I mentioned to you yesterday about the markets needing something for them to snap their 6-day losing streak. Well, it seems that they got more than what they expected as Monday's gains were the best seen by the Sensex and the Nifty on a budget day since 1997. The nearly 2,500 point gain on the Sensex and the 650 point gain on the Nifty meant that both the benchmark indices have erased over 60% of their 6-day they fall in one single session. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty showed that the index traded 30 points higher around the mark of 14,400. Some production data for the month, NMDC's overall sales for the month of January rose 26% from last year to 3.74 million tons, while production was up over 16% to 3.86 million tons. Also, Coal India's offtake for the month of January fell 4.5% year on year to 53.3 million tons, while production was also down 4% to 60.5 million tons. Auto sales updates then, Hero MotorCop reported a 3% decline in overall sales for the month of January, motorcycle sales were flat, while scooter sales rose to over 36,000 units from just over 7,000 units last year. Exports were up 33% year on year. Also, Aisha Motors' sales for the Royal Enfield rose 8% to close to 69,000 units, while exports doubled as compared to the previous year. VST tillers reported a 14.5% growth in power tiller sales while tractor sales were up 25% from last year. Castrol India's earnings were below consensus estimates even as revenue rose 6% from the previous quarter. The operating performance was impacted owing to higher expenses. The company said that the commercial vehicle portfolio yielded double-digit volume growth and that it saw good recovery in the second half of the year due to partial revival in demand. Phenolex Industries saw net profit more than double during the quarter, while revenue saw a growth of over 50% from last year. The company will also split one equity share of 10 rupees each into two equity shares of 5 rupees each. It expects to complete this process over the next 3-4 to months. HDFC is the only index name that will be reporting results today, while the list of non-index names reporting earnings include Ajanta Pharma, Alkyla Mines, Balrampur Chini, Dhanuka Agritech, Dixon Technologies, Escorts, Newland Laboratories, PI Industries, Tata Consumer Products and Vinati Organics. Remember, Dixon Technologies will also be considering a stock split in its board meeting today aside of earnings pvr has approved the closure of its qip issue on monday the company will issue 55.5 lakh shares at a price of 1440 rupees each which is a 3.7% discount to the qip floor price of 1495 rupees a share hdfc life sbi life are some of the marquee investors who have been allotted shares in the qip Indian Railways Finance Corporation said that it plans to issue taxable, secured, redeemable, non-convertible bonds worth 500 crore rupees along with a green shoe option of 2,500 crore rupees on a private placement basis. The company plans to raise these funds at regular intervals in order to meet the company's borrowing target as mandated by the Ministry of Railways. Some buzzing stocks from Monday's session, Indusind Bank ended 15% higher, witnessing its biggest single-day gain since April. The stock ended at the highest level in 11 months. Another stock that ended close to its 52-week high was State Bank of India. India's largest lender ended 10% higher, the biggest single-day gain since March of last year. And Tata Alexi ended at a record high on Monday, ending with gains of over 9.5%. The stock has risen in 3 out of the last 4 trading sessions, gaining 19% during the period. And that's all from me today. I wish you all a safe day ahead and it's back to you Alex.
0: Thanks Hormis, and as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a great day.